Hello everyone, my name is Donny Ali. I'm a student here at the University of California, Irvine, studying anthropology and digital media art, and the podcaster here for the creative process. The track you just heard is Rock and Roll by Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Terry Radigan. Uh, we got a great interview with her uh, regarding her creative process and um, numerous other projects that she works on that assist others with their creative side. There's a lot to take away from this one, and uh, I'll be offering my take uh, midway through. So enjoy. Creative process. Thank you very much, Mia. So we've just, it's interesting, uh, we're at the Five Senses Festival, and I was just listening to a very fascinating panel you're on and had the privilege of watching you. We rehearsed there, like on private concert. Um, but you said some very fascinating things about your own creative process, and I'd like to go into... We talk about the origins of your music, but this interesting, these interesting shelter songs you have. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, so I'm a professional songwriter. Yes. And I started working with a group called Songwriting with Soldiers, mm-hmm. and they were a real clear intention mm-hmm. on let's bring in songwriters to sit and talk with soldiers mm-hmm. and and help them to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And I did that work and I loved it so much that Mm -hmm. when I got home to Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to keep doing that work. Mm -hmm. And there was a shelter by my house. Mm -hmm. And um, that shelter, I'd been really, it's it's a shelter that's in a residential area, Mm -hmm. fairly well off. Mm -hmm. So it's already isolated in a way. Yeah. And a lot of the people in the neighborhood have some issues with the residents of the mm-hmm. shelter. So I thought I'd love to go in and hear their stories because mm-hmm. I think if I want to know them, the people in the neighborhood would probably want to know them too. Yeah. And then you have a little more understanding. So I started the program called Shelter Songs, and you can mm-hmm. visit the yeah. site at sheltersongs.org. And um, I'm in two shelters now and expanding to four or five mm-hmm. throughout the city. Right, and you're founding, but just the, some of them, I imagine their, their training is such that they shouldn't speak out about their personal lives or, I mean, you're just listening to them and no one's listened to them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice thing to just look at them and say, I'm with you for an hour. Uh-huh. I'm here to serve you. Right. Whatever you want. Like, I have no agenda on what we're going to write. Mm-hmm. Unlike if you want to talk about your story, great. Mm-hmm. If you want to write a funny song, if you want to write a country, a gospel song. Mm-hmm. So we just leave it wide open. And it's incredible how generous mm-hmm. everybody who walks into those sessions yeah. are. Because they show up. They don't know me. They just see a woman in a room with a guitar. And they show up and they, they've got some faith in it. And when they hear their words come back to them... Mm-hmm. They light up because they're like, oh, wait, that's like a real song. Yeah. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. And they get excited by it. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I tell them, okay, so we finish with our session. And I either finish the song in the room mm-hmm. or maybe I have the makings of it. And then yeah. I go away 
But I, I give them a download card and I say yeah. to them, in 48 hours, your song is going to be on this website. Well, and that's quick. And you can of that. download it and you can share it. So all of a sudden it's like, they're like, oh my gosh, I did this. Mm-hmm. And there's something tangible from it and I can share it. And maybe mm-hmm. I can reach out to some people I know and let them hear what I've been thinking about. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's, I love the project. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's so beautiful. And what it is, is, I mean, I think that's what we're all looking for is to, you know, live. I mean, we're lucky as artists, there's a struggle, but we're lucky because we are like, we do live lives of meaning, you yeah. know? And I think that's what other people who haven't had that contact with the arts really, you know, look for. Not that it's only in the arts, but just yeah. like, this is what I did. This is who I am. And, and selfishly, uh-huh. I get to take what I know how to do mm-hmm. and write for a whole nother reason. Yeah. I'm not writing for an artist to record my song. I'm not writing hoping I get my song picked up for uh-huh. a TV show or something. I'm uh-huh. writing to serve who I'm in the room with. Right. And it's a skill that I have and it's another outlet for it that really makes me feel amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I get so much out of it whenever uh-huh. I have a session. And we were just hearing in rehearsal, like, like a kind of related process of listening as a creative process. Um, you, you sang um, some of this beautiful song. I, I don't know if you want to see it now, but I mean, the lyrics were so touching about a girl who maybe was sort of had to raise herself. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a different sort of process, but... Yeah, it, but, yeah. but it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. It was sitting down with, with a woman named Lisa Gertz, mm-hmm. and... We had a little while to talk and figure out mm-hmm. where the song was, because mm-hmm. that's it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You sit with somebody and you talk, and I had an impression of the song I thought she and I would write. Mm-hmm. But the more she talked, I thought, oh, she talked about having to raise herself. Mm-hmm. She talked about joining the army for community mm-hmm. and for family. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing, and I thought, that's our song. Yeah. So now let's go back and tell me Tell me where that thought first came to you. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was incredible. And she really was sharing stuff with me that I knew she hadn't shared mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. Some people have a story and you know that, that they tell it often. Mm-hmm. This story came out of her in a way that I don't, I don't know the last time she shared that. So it felt great to write the song with her. And, and it must it. have been so, it must have been so, um, there's some really life affirming, I mean life affirming to her, to hear her life reported back, and things that were m- maybe a struggle or a hardship come back. I mean some lines, um, an army of what, okay, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not remembering all the lines now, but can you say some of them? Yeah, so, so the chorus was, um, she told me that her dad was a, a carpenter, mm-hmm. he built homes, yes. but they never had one. Mm-hmm. So the chorus that we had was, um, and from that day on, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. Daddy built houses, but we never had a home. Mm-hmm. Every day was living in a little war zone, and I'd fight those battles all alone. Nowhere to hide, nowhere to run, so I became an army of one. Mm-hmm. And then later in the song, and this is where she really shared it, we have the lyric of, I was looking for the family I never had. Uncle Sam seemed like he'd be a pretty good dad. 
-hmm. He'd tell me where to go, tell me what to do, and for the first time in my life, I'd have a curfew. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters who had my back, the first time I knew peace was in Iraq. Like, it was being able to just put all that together in words. And when I shared the finished product with mm -hmm. her, because it was really personal, and mm -hmm. boy, I played it for her, and I, I said, tell me you're okay with this, because anything you're not okay with will. And she, uh, she had to take a minute and just said, nope, I'm totally okay with it. Mm -hmm. And then she and I just sat there together for 10 or 15 minutes in silence. It's, it, it's just a strange gift you can give to people because you're really, you know, boiling down to the essence of their life and to hear it back but with music. So it turns it into this thing, you know, yeah. I've come through this. I'm stronger now. And, you know, I think what makes songs really special mm -hmm. is if somebody has a really hard story to tell you, mm -hmm. it's easier to tell it to you in a song. Yeah. And it's easier for you to hear in a song. A song is the perfect vehicle. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing getting to work with anybody. I mean, I've worked with kids who've had like heavy duty stutters and, mm -hmm. you know, you get to say to them, tell me everything you're thinking and you put it in the song and it's, it's almost like a beautiful letter that somebody gets to share. Yeah. Right? This is everything I've been feeling. This is everything I may not have been able to say. And here it is mm -hmm. in a song. I love what Terry Radigan just spoke about with her work in the shelters. I think it's beautiful that these people can speak on a past experience or just how they're feeling. And with Terry's help, she allows them to express themselves in a song. Um, as someone that has soaked in a lot of art over the years, I've come to believe that art is mainly a release of emotion in a creative way and oftentimes these emotions are generated from experiences either negative or positive or maybe a mix of both. This interview made me think of another artist uh, also from Brooklyn by the name of Gastor El Monte. A lot of the material that he comes up with are uh, memories from his childhood and he didn't grow up with much and he talks about the tough times, but he uses the comical memories um, to formulate such great material and uh, has, has started up such a great career in the art of stand-up comedy. And when listening to his stand-up comedy, uh, you can kind of get the sense that it's therapeutic to him. And um, so tying back to Terry's work in the shelters, She's sort of creating a platform uh, for these people to express themselves and their past experiences into a song. Uh, and in a way, she's actually providing a form of therapy for them in the form of art and music. And it's quite beautiful. And uh, these songs can be heard um, at her site at uh, sheltersongs.org. One thing that I'm currently working on uh, related to the subject is a series of comedy skits based on my family. I am a first-generation Iraqi American. Uh, my family emigrated here to the States uh, in the early 80s to escape such a dangerous environment. Um, and as we were, we were adapting to a new country, there were still so many things that we didn't understand and just regular cultural norms that we know now. 
um, but it ended up creating such comical memories that I thought should be shared. Um, and I use that as my form of, of release, similar to Gastor and, and Terry's work. Um, and so coming up is the rest of the interview. I got, I got a guitar uh, when I was eight, mm -hmm. and um, I wrote a song on it the minute I got it home. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to play it mm -hmm. at all, but uh, it was okay. I just strummed it. Yeah. I just strummed and I was, you know, I think, I think the difference is no matter what, it's just I was not taking no for an answer. Mm -hmm. You know, that just that yeah. being tenacious, mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. And, and like I was saying in the panel with those, with those guys, it's, it's really a gift to kind of know, know what you want to do. Yeah. And then be able to do it. Yeah, I was really grateful for it, and no matter, no matter how wonderful or hard things have been, um, just to have the road laid out mm -hmm. and so clear, mm -hmm. is uh, I've I've been grateful for it. Yeah, but of course that comes down to discipline as well. I mean, a lot of people like they say they want to do it, but I mean the the years you put in, and then, and then you have a life also like on the road and all these yeah. things that yeah, yeah, yeah. not everyone knows or has the discipline to deal with yeah so you live in brooklyn but you were born there as well yeah you were born but i i i don't know you've lived elsewhere because of your accent yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. i spent time in uh, in nashville yes yeah so but i've had this whatever this because people have an impression of what uh -huh. they think brooklyn sounds like uh -huh. and i never spoke like that yes. but i definitely have a little bit of a twang from my time down south yeah yeah. Well, it's nice. It make I think it makes uh, the word sound a bit sweeter. Yeah, because <laughs> the songs are often like a, a hardship, so it's it's nice to have the, the sweetness. Yeah, um, and in terms of before this this kind of collaboration, this listening collaboration, that's a newer development. You've also collaborated with uh, other artists, but no, you're always writing the songs. I, I'm not sure the history of your collaboration. Yeah. Um, so I started out as a singer-songwriter mm -hmm, yes. and didn't really do any co-writing. Mm -hmm. And then I got to Nashville and, you know, that's a town of, uh, mm -hmm. of songwriters. Yes. So you collaborate, mm -hmm. you know. I was always afraid to collaborate too much because I was afraid that I would stop writing on my own. Yes. I was like, it's got to be easier to sit in a room with someone okay. and write with them. So. Um, I started co-writing in Nashville, half and half. Yes. I wanted to make sure that I kept my own writing, but that I, that I learned that process, yes. and I loved it. And I got to write with some of the, mm -hmm. some of the best songwriters. Mm -hmm. And what did you learn from them? Um, you know what I learned? I learned my strengths yes. through them. I'm sorry. I'm just. Um, I would. So, but let's speak about some of their those collaborations. And sometimes it may be it's difficult. I don't know how it's um, like as you work through different sounds. But you like you like to to accommodate their sounds. No, you know what you know what I find when I've worked with some of those mm -hmm. some of the people that I was co-writing mm -hmm. with had written monster hits. Yes, and I was an unknown. Right. But what I loved was. They wanted me sitting in the room, and they wanted me to do what I did. Right. They wanted 
whatever my angle was for songwriting. Mm -hmm. And then we would sort of meet in the middle of it. So I got to sort of, when somebody says, what do you think about this? You mm -hmm. get to, you gotta show up. Mm -hmm. You gotta come out with something. So it really let me learn what I was good at mm -hmm. and then what I could be better at. Mm -hmm. That was a big deal. For someone like me who, I mean, I, I love music, I don't understand how it's made. I just understand when it moves me or I want to dance, you know? So when you say you don't understand, what exactly, if you can, if you can articulate that, what don't you understand? But I have many conversations now with, not yeah. as many as with writers, uh, other, you know, on the page or for the spoken word, but I just don't understand, you know, like how you understand a, a chord change, like you talk about mm. you telling a life story, that could express a vast period of time. Yeah. Like, I don't understand, I can do that with sentences, mm -hmm. maybe with paintings, I'm not sure, that's less time-based, but, so I, I just don't understand the blocks, like if it was a house that was being built. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds silly to ask these questions, but I think that a lot of people are very interested in music, but they don't understand how it's made. Oh, no, so, so here's, here's, I think it's a great question, mm -hmm. actually. So, if I was thinking, and that's the analogy I use when mm -hmm. I do songwriting workshops, yeah. is if a, if a song is a house, mm -hmm. you've got to know where you're walking into it. Mm -hmm. It's got to have a beautiful front door that mm -hmm. invites you in. Yeah. And the minute you walk in, it reveals itself. Right. I'm in the living room. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oddly enough of this, but I love it, is the chorus is what you keep returning to. Oh, right? you said the chorus, don't bore us. Yeah, yeah, don't bore us, get to the chorus. But to me, the, 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 the room in the house that you mm -hmm. need to be able to get in and out of mm -hmm. is the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So to me, the chorus of a song mm -hmm. is the bathroom. Right. You need to be able to get into it and out of it, and into it and out of it. And to, every song is, if you think of it as just a verse uh -huh. and a chorus, and a verse and a chorus, it's just like walking through a house mm -hmm. or walking through a story. Mm -hmm. So if I'm working with some of the women in the shelter mm -hmm. and a lot of times we're just writing about what we come up with in the room mm -hmm. but sometimes they want to talk about their story mm -hmm. and they were like I don't know where to start and mm -hmm. I'll go okay we'll start at the beginning whatever the beginning is for you mm -hmm. and they were like well maybe the beginning is when it got kicked out of my house mm -hmm. great let's talk about that talk about that section mm -hmm. how old were you when was it how did you feel mm -hmm. and then the chorus is that it's that thing that we want to keep returning to mm -hmm. that makes the verse make sense every time. Yeah. And then the next verse is, all right, well, you ended up being kicked out of your house. Then where did you go? Mm -hmm. So it's just questions. Yeah. It's just questions and keeping in your mind moving the story forward. And if it's emotions, it's as simple as, I feel really bad. Why do you feel bad? You talk about why you feel bad. How are you going to get yourself out of this? Where do you want to go? Mm -hmm. You know, if you just keep moving it along, the song will let you know where to go. Mm -hmm. And anytime I'm stuck writing a song, mm -hmm. it's not that 
it's not that I am sucking at my job. It's that the song knows better, and I and it hasn't gotten my attention yet. Yeah. It won't finish, and it's not because I'm supposed to finish it. It's because the song is supposed to let me know, and I just gotta get my ears on it. Yes. And so it was interesting uh, uh, during the panel bef- earlier. Uh, you you'd played something in a minor key. I don't know how to yeah. exactly. <laughs> and you said and you described it perfectly. It was like you already knew she was in a bad part of town. Don't get in the car. It was <laughs> yeah. like it was it was so smart. Like how but how you know that's where I'm gonna go. That's gonna be the sh- the the spooky yeah exactly thing. exactly. She said, you know, when I start to get in a really dark place, I need to calm my mind. And right away, I just started playing some music. Oh. And, and it was, I just started writing out what she had to say. She said, I need to calm my mind. And I said, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. She said, I, well, I need to get peaceful. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, there's a peace you need to find. And when? She was like, I don't know, maybe tomorrow, mm-hmm. but not today. It's just, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and all I have to do is catch it sure. and make it rhyme. Mm-hmm. And what I and love... Sometimes they even rhyme unintentionally. Oh my God, of course. Yeah, there's all this unintentional poetry. Oh my gosh, it's totally. Uh-huh. And what I love about what it's taught me, just as a human, mm-hmm. forget about songwriter yeah. artist, is to be present with somebody. Mm-hmm. Fully present. So when they come in the room and we're sitting and we're writing, mm-hmm. I am not thinking at all about why they're there, what's going on with them, mm-hmm. what's happening. I'm not worried that they're not knowing who I am. All of that disappears when I'm listening to them and I'm in the moment and I know they feel it mm-hmm. because they're present with me. Yeah. And I feel that they're not evaluating. Mm-hmm. And, and what's in the present moment is music. Yeah. And they don't know it. That's a beautiful thing when people don't know the music. We have an, I was talking about an inner city high school project and, and you know, you kind of have a balance because I was thinking about, oh, if you went into, well, I don't know if they're going to be welcoming you into like, like say, say some hedge fund manager. I'm just trying to think yeah. of the, the extreme opposite or yeah. something who may have a lot of problems, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, and you asked him or her, um, what you tell me what what you're feeling what you're going through and I'm maybe I'm thinking it would be harder to, to write songs with them you know what not necessarily I mean actually have oh they, they're good you've done that I have you done the hedge fund shelter songs you know what I haven't done hedge fund shelter songs but here's what I know they're harder from, to get sympathy for people like well and that's almost harder too because yeah. if you're loaded yeah and you've got everything you no, need. but everyone's goes through different. And then you feel bad. People must be like, well, what, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. I've got all the money I need. I'm not, I, I've got 20 roofs over my head. Mm-hmm. Forget about one. Yeah. But, but I have no time. I actually don't sleep because I'm worried about this. Yeah. I here's what's growing. cool about songs. Mm-hmm. I could go home and write a song that I thought was so specific mm-hmm. to me. It could be so personal, mm-hmm. but I'd write it. Then I go out and I play it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And someone sitting out in that audience is looking back at me, and they How are. How did she know? They are welled up, and I see the tears. Mm-hmm. And that 
is one of those moments of like, oh my God, we are all at the base of it. Mm -hmm. The same person. We are. Yes. That You know, like different things might break our hearts, but we all have those things. So when you see that, you know the world is, it's just, it's small in a good way. Yeah. And you're connected. So at this point, I actually want to start doing some work with the people who work at the shelter. Yeah, because they often have gone through things. So why are they? Why are they doing? Why are they giving that way? Absolutely. Yeah. And you're working here. And they're not expected to be vulnerable. Right. And this is a tough job. So I, I now want to talk to you and find out, or if you work with soldiers or mm-hmm. first responders, like. And really, if people just know they're heard, and I don't care who they are. Yeah, no, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, no, 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 I totally, but it's a revelation to me. So that's why I'm sharing it with you, like. The healers also need to be healed and to be heard. Sometimes they don't get enough. It's like the teachers or anything, they're not honored enough. No, I only mentioned that as like something that I had observed because, you know, a lot of times I'm working with, in this project, you know, they're graduate or PhD students, uh, and then they're studying writing, whatever. And some of them are strong writers, but I, I had been surprised then going and then the inner city high school students yeah. and somehow how powerful their writing was. Well, because these life experiences, they lost their family members killed over, you know, they're, they're refugees or whatever. So the, the immediacy, I, and so that's what I noticed because um, sometimes we, the, we educate so many barriers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that ain't hard to find, especially when you're the troubled kind. That road has no fault. Sometimes that's how you get to New York. And just because. This interview was conducted by Maya Funk with the participation of collaborating universities and students. Associate interviews producer on this podcast was me, Donnie Ali. Assignment editor is Sorella Lark. And we had three songs played, all by Terry Radigan, starting off with Rock and Roll, Be Somebody's Angel, and How to Get to New York. If this interview sparks your creative process, you can submit your creative works to submissions at creativeprocess.info for an opportunity to be included in the projection elements of our exhibition traveling to leading universities or published on our website at www.creativeprocess.info. Want to get involved in exhibitions or interviews? Email us at team at creativeprocess.info. Thank you.